The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Nikki Spagnola. And welcome to a Victory Friday edition of Mick Shots. Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola inside the SWBC Podcast Studio. And you ask me, why is it a victory Friday? Because he wants to commemorate Missouri season. <laughs> there you go. Victory. Big shots. And so we got to pay tribute. Hats off to the Missouri Tigers. It will not be a winless season for Missouri. That's right. Who are you playing? Grambling? Still Louisiana Tech. Close. Very close to Grambling. Just right down the road. I lived in Ruston. I was right there. Right down the road. I lived off campus. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And we are nine days. Days away from the season opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at AT&T Stadium. I noticed downstairs here at the Star in Frisco, we're right by the elevators. They got all the helmets of all the NFL teams. And each week, whoever the opponent is, the helmet is lit up. And they've already lit up the Tampa Bay helmet. Do you so know I did not know that? It's time to focus, huh? I did not know that. Yes. No. They, oh. Did you know that? Yes. There, there are I did not lights know that. inside each of the helmets <laughs> yeah. on the big wall there and and, uh, each week there's one helmet that is lit up during the season it's this week's opponent so it's already next week so if you this week's opponent tampa bay if you beat them do they turn the light off (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what happens? Win or lose? Blackout. <laughs> just, maybe there's a 24-hour rule, and then they got the next opponent up. Uh-huh. Like lighting the tower at UT? <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, yes. So, uh, news of the day. What kind of news of the day that we got going today, Mickey? It's been kind of quiet still. Um, sounds like Haven't signed a tackle yet? Haven't signed a tackle. Uh, Jason Peters has been in the building. They talked to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked to him? No, they oh, talked to okay. him. Uh, they physicaled him. Can I use it as a verb? <laughs> yes, physically. Like. Uh, and uh, now I would imagine they're, I don't know if it's negotiating or what. My understanding, he's still around. So we'll see. I'm sure at 3 o'clock, right, Everson? Oh, as soon as we get off got the air. signed. Yeah, just when that's we, right. That's how it goes. I told that's the guys right. upstairs. If, and it's a Friday, too? Oh, they, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's worse, definitely going to happen. Right? Right I told the guys happen. upstairs, if anything comes down, just come on. We got an open headset. Just <laughs> come running down. I like that. Yeah, nice marketing. Thank you. That's bad. I like it. Um, okay, so uh, let's let's work under any other news that you'd like to pass along, or would you like to explore mm. Jason Peters first? Yeah, I think we probably should do that because – Sounds kind of um, weird. I mean, the, the thing I can <laughs> I can tell you from what people that have seen him, he's a very large man. Yes, still is a very large man. And he hadn't missed a meal anytime soon. It sounds like it, we were just talking about seeing Nate Newton for the first time. Right. It's not like that, in, 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 you know, impression, first impression. Is you know what, what's interesting is uh, on Wednesday, Everson, you asked the question, "Who's out there as Who's far as there? free agents?" And mm-hmm. we talked about Andrew Whitworth, you and sure it crossed did. my mind. You I didn't sure mention did. Jason Peters by name, mm-hmm. but uh, since we're talking forty-year-old, because you're talking I just about just, older line, all uh, of my old, uh, and That's what 40 year-old. Andrew Whitworth, who's not coming out of retirement. Well, I looked it up, and Andrew Whitworth is at, is 40 days older than Jason Peters. And so Jason Peters, maybe he's got 40 days in him. <laughs> <laughs> he, turned 40, he turned 40 I like in January. I like so Super Bowl man. Bill will tell you that when the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl, in Arizona in February, it'll be 41-year-old Jason Peters. <laughs> he's just trying to make Tom Brady backing up feel like he's Smith. got a yeah, company, that's right? right. The 40-somethings. And at that point, he'll be backing up uh, someone at left tackle. Or he's he starting be, at left guard. Oh, there you go. Interesting. Um, that is interesting because a couple of years ago, uh, of course, uh, Jason Peters is a nine-time Pro Bowler in his yes. career. 
And uh, strangely, if the Cowboys do sign Jason Peters, I think it would be the first time that one of Stephen Jones's teammates at Arkansas has signed with the team. <laughs> I, you know what? That, that escaped me until Jerry said it, that they, they know about him being in Arkansas. I didn't realize. You didn't catch that word of Stephen yes, Jones's I got teammates. That. Yeah, um, you just said that. Yeah. I'm saying which I, is I didn't realize. not true ever since. He's, say, he's old, but he's not that old. First of all, I, did Stephen play ball? <laughs> Yes, he was yes, at Arkansas. He did play yeah, ball? Yeah. Yes. Really? What yeah. position? He played. He played. I want to say. Um, Why are you line, laughing, bro? I'm not laughing. I want to say. Because linebacker. you caught me off guard. Right, I just, huh? Linebacker, I believe. I okay. think so, too. Right, I, I think so, too. Special teams. I can see that. Yes. Did he have a, you know, you, was he like his I'm dad? Supposed was to, he like his dad? Uh, that part. He wasn't an offensive guard, no. I mean, in regards to his. Uh, Feistiness? Or, or even accomplishments. I don't know that. Well, they didn't win a national championship when he was there. Started, yeah. 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 Okay. So, okay. Yeah. right. I just didn't know. This is this is news to me. Yeah. Nice, See, nice. things you can learn Boy, on mix shots. You. Linebacker and on special teams. Four-year letterman Four for the Razorbacks. Had that and hard. started in the 1987 Orange Bowl. Oh, nice. Well, that's good. Nice. So there. there you go. That's okay. Impressive. Was that a senior year? Um, close to it, I yeah. would think so, because he was here in '89. Yep, you know, yeah, he graduated a chemical engineering degree in 1988, and he's nice. done a hell of a job. So that would be '87. Yeah, done a hell of a deg- nice. job with that degree, right? That's, that's exactly <laughs> that right. That degree, yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of chemistry that has to be. That's right. Yeah, very good, Bill. You. You know, yeah. putting this, very good, Bill. Putting this roster that's together. Nice I mean, that's a nice that's a save. major part of this. He uh, uh, like he got that. his master's in football from taught by Jimmy Johnson for a year or two mm-hmm. or three. And he's been work. He's been uh, at it, at, it at the craft ever since. All right. So Jason Peters, two years ago, you mentioned guard. Yes. And of course, he started his career with Buffalo, and he was a he was actually a tight end um, back. I mean, wow. very large really? tight end, but that shows his athleticism <laughs> okay, too, okay. and his ability to move his feet. Uh, and then converted to offensive tackle in the NFL. Sounds like Rayfield, right? And there you go. Yeah. And. Um, but much larger than Rayfield Wright, wow. as far as I mean, yeah. not not necessarily height wise. Is his but, nickname Big Cat also? You know, I don't know when, what Jason's nickname is, but anyway, that's a good point. Though. I know, yeah. I know, I think it is. Uh, what did they list him at? So uh, I assume you got his bio Jason there, yeah, like three thirty, three twenty. I think he's like three, three. Well. Yeah, you don't Once want upon to go a by time, right? Yeah, he was three twenty-eight. I want to say, uh, well, according to when he came out, very a fairly athletic tight end at more than three hundred twenty pounds. Oh, so he probably played around three forty. That's the big. Uh, let me tight see. End. I'll find his. I'll find his combine. No, no, just look what they list him at with the Bears last year because he started fifteen of fifteen. I think games. he was three. Three. Well. I'm working on this right now. All right. Just but anyway. Me, I love the way. All right. But two years ago, two yes. years ago, yes. when the Eagles brought him back at, at what was then age 38, mm-hmm. they with the idea that he would play guard. Exactly. And then they had an injury at tackle, a couple of injuries, and they had he kicked out we and went back to <laughs> tackle and played at tackle. And then last year, Juan Castillo, a former offensive line coach with the uh, Eagles, was the offensive line coach with the Bears. They had injury issues in Chicago. He gets right. signed by Chicago last year. Uh, he was fishing in uh, East Texas and got the call from Juan Castillo, Queens, and he said, Queen "I know." City? Was he in Queen, Queen City? City? There you go. Yeah, I actually have a very good friend who either played high school football on the same team with him or played against him. I don't remember. Where is that at? It's uh, Texarkana. Oh, okay. So East Texas, yeah, mm-hmm. far Wait, northeast Texas. That's how you get into Arkansas. Athletes in the world. Okay, That's right. so here, make sure you know that. That's here's right. what I remember about that season <laughs> when my they daddy they signed him to play guard, and those guys either got hurt or failed or whatever, and they said, "Okay, we're moving you to tackle," and he was like. Whoa! Yeah, that's right. He goes, I got signed for guard money. If I'm playing left tackle, I need a raise. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And I believe he ended up getting it. He too. should have. Give you an idea. Uh, at the combine, he was measured at six four and a half, two hundred and 
336 pounds. Oh, my, that's a large. Well, then he gained. Guess what his 40 time was. Everson at 336 pounds. What was his 40 yard dash time? I was a 4'7, so I'm kind of embarrassed to even say. And you weren't ne- yeah, twice of you would get to yeah, three thirty six. It uh, should be it should yeah. be five one. And you're gonna tell me four I'm nine. I'm gonna say four eight. Four, say four nine four. Four nine four. Nine, four, nine, four. four. Yep. Well, I could have beaten him in. Yep. That's cool. <laughs> well, all he has Otherwise, to Otherwise that would have been embarrassing. All he has to run is three yards. And for three seconds. And so have you did you watch him any any of him last year at Chicago? I have did you not. gone back and looked at it? I, I will, before I came here, you I did, did my homework, you did your homework. And I just grabbed a game at random. Uh-huh. It was not a good game for the Bears. Well, I was just redundant there. I could have grabbed any game, game from the, the Bears, Bears last year, and it was not a good game for the Bears. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was against the Cardinals, That's week thirteenth. He looked like he was moving his feet all right to me. And in fact, um, at one point, they shifted him over and played. He played some tight end, okay. <laughs> at least for one play. They moved him Double over line. to yeah, so with an unbalanced line uh-huh. and moved him over to right uh, end. So, so I think to to put this in proper perspective, they didn't. They're not talking to him, and I don't know where this is going to go. They're going to try to measure his temperature on how badly he wants to play and how much it'll cost to convince him to play. Uh, they're not bringing him in to start at left tackle. They are going to start Tyler Smith. Mm-hmm. He would have to fail miserably, I think, for them to say, okay, we need help, go out there. So he's but insurance. They, but they are bringing him in as insurance, uh, insurance as a backup swing tackle, insurance as a potential starting guard, if he's still capable of doing that. He can play – the big tackle position when they go three tights and they want to bring in a big blocker, they put him in there. That's what I thought. When I saw him, them line him up as a tight end, that one play against, mm-hmm. against Arizona last year with the Bears, I ah, there you go. You could, you know, get he'll be active, be on the field, in, yeah. you know, because you've lost your Connor McGovern because he's starting. We uh, assume. Well. No, he is starting. Right. But I'm saying – and – and and I I understand that if they sign him, knowing that he needs ramp up, uh-huh. he's going to go to the practice squad, mm-hmm. and then right, and you know, and then when he's ready to play, I mean, you know, if you're not working out with some team, you're probably not working out like you're going to play Especially next week. Especially with big boys. Yeah, right. Especially I mean, it's just boys. like they did with Anthony Barr when they signed yes, him in exactly. camp. And you've, it's give, give it a couple, know, a couple of, weeks. of weeks, whatever, ramp up, and like with any player. Yeah, and, you know, it's the same thing with Gallup. And we talked about it last week, why they or last uh, Wednesday, why they put him on the 53. Now, I saw him doing the grass drills on the resistant cords with Britt Brown uh, at practice yesterday, and boy, he was moving really well. But he hadn't played football. Mm-hmm. hadn't played football since December, right? Or was the first of January? It's when different when hurt. someone's out there against you. Yeah, you have to react differently. Yeah, yeah. you your steps you aren't premeditated, That's right. right? There you go. And so Stan. he needs a ramp up time, and it, but because he's on the fifty three, he can start practicing whenever he's ready to practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and normally with these guys, when they bring a guy back from an injury like that. They want them to practice for two weeks before you play a game. So one week, okay, next week you're getting ready for a game. And I would imagine maybe even him, it's three weeks. Jerry kind of alluded to it today. He's talking about because when he said, well, if we were playing the Super Bowl, you know, in two weeks, he'd start. And then he kind of explained himself. (laughs) And it was was kind of a, uh, I don't want to say heartless, but his his explanation was is if you play the Super Bowl and you're not totally ready to go and not that you hurt yourself but mm-hmm. you're not quite ready well you've got from February to mm-hmm. August to get yourself right but when you got a whole season to play you don't want to play the first game and then sacrifice the next 16 because exactly. you re-injured yourself hey this is a team that I th- thought the number one need that this team had throughout training camp was the swing tackle position. Right. And th- that was before Tyron got hurt. And so then it became they need two offensive linemen, not just one. Okay. 
They okay, so they move Tyler to tackle. Okay, now you still need a swing tackle, and you now need a veteran inside guy. And I I like the other move. Well, let me backtrack. Matt Willetsko, fifth round draft pick, and we saw what Josh Ball did during preseason. Right. Okay, he's you know, uh, you know they're, he's a developmental guy. Willetsko, I I like his size. I like what I see from him. The the problem with Willetsko is his shoulder. Right. And whether he can hold up. I mean, he said after the one game he played in that it was. I don't know if he used the word miracle, but he almost felt like it was. Uh, he was so gr- uh, grateful that he was able to get in a game and play in a game because of his shoulder and with a harness on it. Right. And so, can he be healthy for a seventeen-game season? Uh, so anyway, so this would take care of the tackle, and mm-hmm. he has the ability to play guard and veteran guy, and he can be a mentor uh, to Tyler Smith as at tackle as well. Um, in, in fact, I saw some quotes from Jason Peters talking about he he enjoys that part of it. He loves football, and he enjoys being that mentor to young players. Right. Um, but the other thing that the Cowboys have done here in the last couple of days is they added an inside, an interior offensive lineman in this Dakota Shepley on the practice squad. And we saw him uh, against uh, Seattle. I went back and looked at him. He's more – he played center uh, for the Seahawks in the preseason. He's from British Columbia, a Canadian. Yeah. Uh, and I, li- I, I like that ad for this team from a is depth he, is standpoint. He impressive? He's well. He's, he, he's a his, smaller – He's in his second year, so okay. at least he's played right. a year. Okay. And he, he got he, – uh, I don't remember who he was with last year, but he got in eight games last year. But he was know, active. We're not just throwing anybody games. out there, though, are we? I mean – No, I, but I'm no, just saying – as a depth guy in the uh, – if somebody goes down. Okay. And when I look at him, I mean, he looked, he, he is more of a Jason Kelsey type center, uh, you know, size-wise, whatever. You know, he, he moves well. Okay. And, you know, so I like him. Don't discount that move. It's a practice squad move, but they needed to add somebody interior. You know, they got Farniak. Uh, also, because before guy. before the injury, because Tyler Smith was an inside guy, and right. so you still need when you move him outside, you need to add that inside inside guy. guy. And yeah. and and I'm still convinced that Tyler Smith was going to start at left guard, and that they were shaping McGovern up to be the backup swing guard and center. That's right. And so now you've got a guy in Shepley that can who who, who can be a center. Right, you know, and 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 so I went and back, Farniak. and I went back and and listened to this because I thought I I had it right I, last, so it would have been a week ago Wednesday, mm-hmm. so it was before Tyler Smith went down in practice, and I mean Tyron Smith, God, that's so hard. <laughs> uh, before he Tyron went down in practice at in Mike's press conference, and that was when. Tyler Smith was nursing the sprained ankle, right? Right, And so he was talking about it, and someone said, well, you know, will you name a starting uh, guard? And he said, today it would be Connor McGovern. But he said, today. He didn't mean going forward. <laughs> right, he right. said, today, <laughs> because Tyler Smith couldn't start today, right? right? But everybody took that as Connor McGovern's McGovern the job. beat out Tyler Smith <laughs> for the job, and now you're going to start him at tackle? He couldn't even win the guard spot. That's not what he said. And he immediately after that went on to say that, you know, Connor McGovern's awfully valuable to us, that I think if he could play 10 to 12 snaps at fullback, he would be recognized as a very good fullback. And we also use him as the big tackle and at tight end. And so he was basically telling everybody McGovern's value is all these different positions he can play, yes, right? That's what it is. And then when he got interviewed and, and he was he was like, Well, I don't know. He goes, I've played about eight or nine positions so far. Mm. You know, whatever they want, I'll do, which, you know, great. Uh, but yeah, so if 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 this Peters comes in and you know McGovern got four starts last year and they decided to go back to Connor Williams now I don't know if he got better stronger or whatever you know Peters you know I'm guaranteeing you he's going to get a 
a incentive on whatever he signs. If he signs it, it'll be per game, like a per game bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as a starter, as and in case you start, yeah. then okay, now here's here's what you get. So that's what's going to happen there, I think. Okay, so we've solved the tackle situation. Yes, now they just got to play well. There you go. All right, um, you've got a legal pad there, a notepad there. You've got a lot of stuff that you want to get to. Uh, would you like to tease what we're going to do next? Yeah. Let's tease a little Micah Parsons and if he's ready I was to just gonna go play yeah. the season opener. Okay. Next on Mix Shots. That's, that's his job. How <laughs> <laughs> much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey. Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go? <laughs> And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pre-game sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back, back to Mick Shots. Go, Mickey. Go, Mickey. Go, Mickey. Welcome. Since I threw it to break. Hey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You're Let's continue go, here on Mick Shots with Everson oh, Walls. I love that, Everson. Yeah, you like that, huh? Bill Jones and myself, the Mick Shot. All right. And uh, we've got much to get to over the course. We're going all the way to 3 o'clock, right? Yeah. We're going yeah. to 3 o'clock. I don't think we have anybody behind us on Friday. All right. And by the way, we should point out that starting next Tuesday – on a regular daily basis throughout the season, we will be at noon each day, right? And mm-hmm. we will be able to recap the team's first practice of the first week of the regular season because they're practicing at, I believe, 1020 on nice. Monday. On Monday. They it's laboring a... on Labor Day here <laughs> at the start. Players are off on Tuesday. Right. And then it's your regular work week on Wednesday. All right, so Michael Parsons. I love this guy. He is great. They they ask him about starting the season and getting ready to play, and he goes, I'm just tired of hitting the same people. I want to hit somebody I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, gosh. And then somebody asked him, so you, you, you as a rookie, you won, you know, the NFL defensive rookie of the season how do you improve on that and he goes i ain't looking for awards like that he Mm. goes i want to be the best defensive player ever to play the game and i'm going oh this guy he is unbelievable (laughs) the drive he has the competitiveness he has and then he also pointed out and he goes in it's not about my stats it's Mm -hmm. about our team and our defense and the guys around me and it's like this guy been programmed on here's what you're supposed to say, right? Or here's what you need to say, yeah, not here's, supposed here's to say. Here's how you're supposed to feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here's how exactly. you're supposed to approach it. And deep down, yeah. he, he's not BSing you. Right. That, that's him. Uh, 
And, and it doesn't sound programmed. No. No, you can tell he feels it. And mm-hmm. I guarantee I like you, he, you know, he, he's been he's been in Fossil's ear. He wants to return a kick. You know, he, he was a high school running back. Now, now he's being foolish, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you need to stop. But you know what? Slow down. They were we screwing around one day at practice, and I think it was special teams on one field, and they were just over on the other field. Uh, and somebody picked up a ball and punted it, right? So he's got to pick up a ball and show everybody he can punt too, right? And his punt was as good as any high school or college kid could punt. It was just and I go, are you kidding me? You know, and it's like, what what can't this guy do? And I guarantee you he'll argue to play quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to keep him right, right where, where he's he is at right now. We want to make sure that when we come up against a good running team uh, with that playoff mentality like San Francisco had last year, I want him to be that guy to make those plays, to just shut it down. I want him to be that guy to control the whole game. We need him. Uh, we're going to need him a lot this year. We're talking about what the offensive line is going through right now and how important it is now with no wide receivers. Yeah. We, 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 we really need our defense to come out and be the leader of this team. Absolutely. They need, that needs to be the unit. And it starts with the front seven. So I don't care where they put Micah. Uh, I don't know if Sam has a shot uh, at making some plays and getting in the game, but I would just love to see our defense come in and continue the domination like they had, say, against uh, Washington last year. Remember how they just they were just you, they were like a, a, a tide that coming in. You couldn't stop it. They just kept coming at them and coming at them and coming. Next thing you know, there's uh, special teams are scoring touchdowns. You got to score pick sixes and things of that nature. I wish that could be more consistent, especially against the better teams, because we're going to need it. You know, the uh, you talk about that San Francisco game last year. The frustrating thing for me, from a Cowboys perspective, in that 49er playoff game on defense, is that I felt like they could not use Parsons uh, the way they had been able to use him at other times during the season because they didn't have another linebacker. He Because of the 49ers' run game, he had to line up at linebacker a lot, and they were able to establish a run game, and he wasn't able to do as much off the edge as what he has done previously. Sure and one of the time. reasons for that, I mean, you look back at – the way the roster was put together last year, and you had Jalen Smith to start the season, wasted and it, four games, right? And so, and then so then Jalen's released. Then you had Jabril Cox who gets hurt, whatever. And, but may I add something? Yes. Leighton Vander Esch had thirteen tackles. Right, in that game. but and but I'm saying, you've got Leighton Vander Esch. You need you needed another linebacker, and that's where I think Anthony Barr can be really so effective for this roster. And now Parsons. you can use Parsons as the wild card that uh, that makes him most effective. When you look at this team, you know, do you want the, the defensive lineman to supply the pressure and to dictate? Or do you want your linebackers to be the ones to do it? Because there are times when you just depend on your linebackers to do it. If they don't smash those guards hard enough, then you're making tackles, as Van Der Esch was doing, but you're making them down the field, like Lockhart was doing. We joke about that all the time. Because he had all those tackles because yeah, no one else no was one making else them. No one making them. So I want to make sure that we're showing up. Well, I said front seven. Yes, you do. Love did. my linebackers, but our front seven needs to be ready to go. And those guys up front, Gallimore, I don't care who you pick, they have to control things up front to where those linebackers can not just roam, but also – uh, just yeah. uh, create that wall with them. Otherwise, those gaps are going to be there. The, the Niners slash through them time and time again, and not just the Niners. When we lost, that's how we lost, right? When we lost, that's how we lost. It wasn't because of the passing game. Right. It's because we couldn't stop the run. As Jerry said, we've beefed up the middle. Got to beef Well, it up. and so think about it. They've got Anthony, and knock on wood, every team has injuries as the season goes mm-hmm. on. And so the Cowboys were affected last year. Jalen Smith didn't play up to par. He gets released. Then Jabril Cox gets hurt, whatever. Gallimore got hurt. Yeah, yeah. but I'm talking just at the linebacker position. So right. now you've got uh, Van Der Esch. You've got Anthony Barr. And this is aside from Parsons. You got Jabril Cox, and then who knows? Late in the season, Damone Clark might be a guy that you can bring in in December. As he might be healthy enough to contribute. You got, you've got um, some depth there that um, that might, you know, you might be able to 
make it all the way through and the they, season. They haven't written off Damone Clark either, mm-hmm. by the way. You know, you hear Jerry and he's talking about December. So oh, right. Maybe. You know, he's out there. You know, I, I, I watched him do the grass drills. He and Gallup were doing them together on the resistant courts. And, I mean, he's running well. And then I said, oh, I hope anybody doesn't say he's ready to go because he had a neck injury, not a leg injury. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know when that thing kind of heals, you can, <laughs> right. you can run, right? <laughs> That's right. Now you're ready to <laughs> it stick doesn't your, have to be healed all the way yeah, for you, you to run. stick your right. head in there. But, boy, he looks the part. I mean – Got a big head. He looks like a <laughs> linebacker. He looked like if you were going to draw up a linebacker for Madden, this is what you draw up. You remember uh, guys like Matt Blair from the Vikings, six feet five inches mm-hmm. tall. You know, just yeah. no body fat. You know, those are the kind of guys that used to be. And that's this day. guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's got arms forever, and 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 thick. Yeah. So yeah, you're right about the linebackers. So when we when we I want us to be able to. Be uh, have the option of going with uh, a Javon Curse, Javon Curse, or not. You know what I mean? I love those hybrid guys. Right. Those, they're, they're, that's cool. Yeah, it's nice, nice to have. But you have to put the offense into that situation first. So that means on first down, on first down, you got to stop it. And if you and then, then have the ability to come in second and long. And if you could play three linebackers, then go ahead and do it. You need athletic linebackers because they're gonna teams are gonna say we're coming in with two tight ends, mm-hmm. and we're coming right at you. That's right. No, stop me. And you can't do that with a hybrid uh, linebacker safety. Right. You just can't. Especially one that's six four. <laughs> he's two twenty. Although somehow he ended up with ninety two tackles. Last oh no, year. he's amazing. He's amazing. There's no doubt about it. But I want us as a the stats are great. Right. I want us as a unit to be able to 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 stop the run right. on first down to where we put them in that second and long. I've been on teams that, that could do that. And man, that's a luxury. It is a lot. You can control the tempo and the field position anytime. You know, and I was uh, I'm, was in the middle of my column for t- this evening, and you I got another talking. one today. Oh yeah, wow. Friday every Friday, <laughs> you right? You had that? one Wednesday, didn't you? Well, that's my other one on Wednesday. <laughs> wow! And after money, the game, man. you got after the game, you got one on Saturday hey, too. You wow! Got, you got medical bills, you they know, make, from falling on bikes. They're, grind, they're grinding <laughs> on me, right? <laughs> and uh, anyway, I was u- I was talking about all the opportunities these young guys have, and uh, and I was using Curse as my example, where the guy had been in the league for five years and he never really got an opportunity to play a position, you know, special team. And when they signed him here, I was looking at what they wrote about him in the media guide. You know, nice special teams, right, right, da da da. <laughs> no one had any idea. Yeah, and then he finally <laughs> got the opportunity and he cashed in. Yeah. Right, he seized the moment and you know became a player. And there's a bunch of guys on this team that are going to get opportunities, and they're young guys. And I'm sure they're thinking, well, okay, I get this, but next year, mm-hmm. year after that, well, mm-hmm. you never know. That's right. It's like Anthony Brown told me. He goes, you never know if you're going to get two. That's right. You know, you better cash in mm-hmm. when you get it. So. Uh, I was using Curse as a, a good example because there's a lot of young guys that they're leaning on for this season opener. I figured out, I figured out that so with Tom Brady at 45, the Cowboys have 34 players, no more than 25. Mm-hmm. So I figured reasonably he could be their dad with 35 <laughs> of these guys on this roster. There are oh, there are a lot of players. In this league, a lot of players that got released and then re-signed by their team or got picked up by another team who are just like what J. Ron Curse was, who just need that opportunity, you know, yeah. and and get with the right situation. Uh, that's, Sometimes you don't get it. That's what makes it. Uh, in fact, I I love just tracking all this this week on and just the the, the making of a roster, how a GM goes about, uh, and it's it's become more interesting now with the rules w- where they can use injured reserve and stuff and and the practice squad and the practice yes. squad exactly and where you've got veterans on the practice squad and now you can it and so. 
I can only imagine for the for the GM job, uh, the front office guys. I mean, they are just working around the clock right now, uh, trying to figure and leading up to right now because they've got to be prepared. When all those guys get released, they got to be prepared to hop on. Okay, that guy got released. We have a need, and it's such a moving target on things because of your own injury situation. It's just really interesting. And then also just knowing. Like, for instance, look at uh, Chicago. Chicago's got a team that's rebuilding. They've got a brand-new general manager in Ryan Poles who was at Kansas City. they got a new coach in Matt Eberflus. They picked up six guys on the waiver wire the other day. And so I just look at their waiver wire, and you can see Eberflus's fingerprints mm-hmm. on, okay, he loved that guy that uh, Indianapolis let go. He used to be with the Colts. You know, he's got inside sources on the staff there. And so they've, they've talked as they've gone along. And so I'm, look, I'm now tracking that linebacker that they picked up from Indianapolis to see how how he evolves in his career. It's just when you really dig down into all the moves that are made all over the place, like you were talking about O.J. Howard the other day, yeah. a tight end who, yeah. you know, he was supposed to, supposedly coming out of Alabama, the best tight end prospect in 10 years. He goes to Tampa Stoke. Bay, yeah. and we were talking about the other day, and you asked the question, so what, what happened, happened to him? Yeah. Right. Well, Buffalo one of the things – so I, I did a little research on him the last couple of days, and one of the things that happened to him two years ago – of course, they, they signed Gronk, and so yeah. his opportunity wasn't going to be as great there. But his first okay, couple though. of years, he had 35 or 40 catches, and I think he had a combined 10 touchdown catches his first two years in the league. He suffered an Achilles injury two years ah, ago. Ah, that's what happened. There, and so he okay. lost and wow. then lost half a season, then, uh, then comes back last uh, year, and he's coming off an Achilles, so he's not the same player. Yeah. Well, then he got picked up. He was at Buffalo this yes. year, okay? And so I saw some quotes from him, and he admitted he was having a hard time picking up the new offense. Really? Yeah, he admitted that in an, inter- in an interview, whatever. So – so they, I'm sure Buffalo had him targeted as a guy that, okay, they wanted him to make it, whatever. I'm sure they knew, well, he's going to get picked up. But they've got such a stacked roster. You know, they, they have to make hard decisions. And so and, what happens? Houston swoops in, and the Texans have him. And watch O.J. Howard down there in okay, Houston now. that's why I say you yeah. have to be strategic sometimes yeah. on where you go. Yeah. When I came out, I mean, of course, I was a Cowboy fan. But the thing about being a Cowboy fan, I knew – where the weakness was. So, okay, I have a shot here. I'm not going to go to a team that's full of the best DBs in the league. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go somewhere else. They won't even look at me. They won't even sign that many guys. So Cowboys were like, it was a freaking yard sale, man. Yep. I mean, they had 25 of us, so, you know, <laughs> that's rookies. So, you know, that means that they needed someone. Giants as well, they needed someone. I was strategic about where I went. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he should have been more strategic. Yeah. Don't go to Buffalo, such a that's talented right. team. Right. Go somewhere else. And now, of course, he's where he should have been. Probably yeah, right. He needed place. to be with a, a rebuilding team. There you go. You and know. that's where the agent needs to come in and give him some right. advice because they, they know the league better than the player does. And then, and to give you an example of how complicated this thing is, so remember we were talking about Brett Maher, and I thought he had to go through waivers, and I didn't understand why he didn't have to go through waivers. So I asked around to people that should know, and I said, so I was told he had four years of uh, service towards uh, his pension. Okay. But he didn't have four years in the league. So how did that happen? And my answer was, I don't know. We just plugged it into the system, and the computer spits it out and tells us if he's vel- eligible to be <laughs> go on waivers or get released. Yeah. How about that? That's how complicated it is. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, it's like somehow some formula. They have to put in the algorithm, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, the formula on all the time he spent maybe on special, I mean, on practice squads added up to a year of service towards his pension. Could you imagine, and we talk about people who are football geniuses so you put all that complication and then you put somebody like bill belichick in the mix mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to imagine what they, what they go through up over up in boston to explain it yeah to them. no i mean to even act out what i'm sure he'll have ideas just right. like you're thinking about it right right you know, we're sitting here thinking about you guys are real good at that stuff i'm sure belichick is like 
Man, this is I'm, I'm, he's mastered it. I'm sure right. he's mastered yeah. it. And that's why, like at the draft, I mean, people criticize the Patriots on the draft picks that they've made, All whatever. Time. But what the thing that Belichick, one of the things that has made him great, is at the draft. He studies all the players. He's very hands-on as far as that goes. And then when those players become available, he's picking them off. Just like he, you said. And the Cowboys are great at that, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Will McClay is on top of it as far as that goes. And so when a guy becomes available, he's got the reports on them, and they know who they like and stuff. Yeah. Um, along the lines of what you're talking about, uh, there's a um, guy who I follow because he went to OU, Tony Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, as a safety, he was with Baltimore. Okay, He came back from ACL, whatever. He got – cut by Baltimore, and Baltimore wanted to put him on his practice squad. Well, he, he's smart enough to know, especially at age 30, that he's not going to get it, even though he wants to – he's played for Baltimore before, he got a huge contract yeah, with Baltimore, yeah. okay? He's smart enough to know he's not going to get an opportunity there. So Wink Martindale, who was his defensive coordinator with the Ravens, he's now with the Giants. And so the Giants had an opportunity for him, and so – just like Everson said, okay, I'm going to go over there and play because I got a chance to play now. He's made that decision to go to the Giants. That's me going to Cleveland. That's right. That's me that's, going that's, from the Giants to Cleveland. Jefferson's doing the same I with the Giants. I follow Belichick. Yeah, why do, and that's why, exactly right. Yeah. And why do you think Tony Romo chose the Cowboys as a free agent? He looked at the quarter, quarterback situation, probably saw Quincy Carter as the first two years. There and you like, go. Mm, I might have a spot there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they ended up um, – that that his what his rookie, his rookie year his rookie year right they won the division with Quincy at quarterback and then they made the trade with Houston for the uh, the third baseman Drew Henson Drew Henson yeah mm-hmm. and it's like oh now I'm fourth because they Chad brought, Hutchinson was in the mix there too <laughs> well Chad 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 fell out in 2003 but, yeah. but and then in 2004 they brought in Henson and brought in Vinny yep and and he and he and started here counting it up and, and it's yeah, like I was gonna say they bless those guys well and Romo's looking at oh no now I'm fourth and they're only keeping hey, three he, that means you better have a great personality well, there, well and there there's another great example R- Romo was sitting around for three all of that yeah all those and then finally yeah because he yeah, looked at league. it, and then all of a sudden they it added changed. guys. And he didn't have a very good rookie training right. camp. And, he and was it, terrible. And he, he, he <laughs> admits he needed time to learn. Yeah. Parcells was not a fan. No. <laughs> not at all. But he saw the potential. He did. Yeah. He did, but he saw the, the potential for mistakes as now well. Now this Romo <laughs> guy. <laughs> we're, we're down in this preseason game at the one-yard line. I'm trying to get a timeout, and he's rushing the line of scrimmage to run a quarterback steep. <laughs> and he wins the game, but he was wrong. <laughs> I can see it. Oh, yep. my God. I can see it. All right. We continue with more mixed shots in just a moment. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem like me. Not available in every state based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey. Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? 
Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back, back to mixed Shots. This portion of Mix Shots is brought to you by Blockchain.com. Dot com. That's what I said. Dot okay. com. Very good. Blockchain.com. Do you, you understand you that stuff? No. Do you? You know what? Maybe the first You're time. starting to learn it? First time I had any of it explained to me was the last night we were in Irvine. The players had uh, their last, basically their last practice of training camp, and they all went out to dinner, and they ended up back in the in the hotel lobby restaurant slash bar. And of all people, Ezekiel Elliott started explaining this stuff to us, and he he really knew it, yeah. right? And I was like, how does he know that stuff? And he was going, oh, yeah, this, this, and this, and I was like, oh, he's a wow. social, he's a social guy, right? It was, uh, and then he finally. I got the opportunity because I happened to have uh, one of my Missouri logo shirts on, and he kind of saw it, and, and he said something. I said, okay, I've waited seven years to ask you <laughs> why in the hell did you go to Missouri when both your parents went there and you went to Ohio State? And he explained it to me. He goes, he goes, they, they were recruiting me when I was a junior, and then they kind of didn't act like they were interested anymore. I go, what do you mean they weren't interested? He goes, I went to games when I was a young kid, and he goes, and all of a sudden, uh, Ohio State came in, and man, they're flying me here, they're bringing me there, they're calling me, and he goes, Missouri just acted like I wasn't there anymore, and I was like, I'll be a son of you a guys are cheap. You guys mm-hmm. are cheap. Didn't You're cheap. have enough money, yeah. right? Yeah. You're cheap. But anyway, it was an interesting conversation after all these years with him, because he's not kind of a chit chat guy, and if he is, it's about. 15 words and then that's it but it was it was an interesting but he knew about all this crypto and Block, had, blockchain 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 yeah. mm-hmm. all right uh, there's breaking news in the world of sports that will be affecting AT&T Stadium Uh-oh. in future years the college football playoff board of managers has approved a 12 team playoff by unanimous vote Unanimous. Unanimous really? vote. <laughs> 12-team playoff has been approved. Could start as early as 2024, more likely 25 or 26. Six highest-ranked conference champions, six at-larges. You're only going to have two conferences by then. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same format that was initially proposed last year or yeah, whenever when by got, that four-person working group, and they finally have come to. Well, I wonder terms what with the, what what made them change their mind. The money for TV. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure, it's money. That's right. Got to be money. Uh, They're only about ten years late on. Details this. will be worked out by the ten FBS commissioners and Notre Dame's AD beginning next week when they meet in Dallas. Very good. Thanks. So there God. you go. They got to start this year. Yeah. They, why not? What, 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 what do you got to do? Yeah. What, what do you got to change? Yeah. You either win or you don't. It's pretty simple. Yep. There you go. It's like Brett Meyer explained to me about field goal kicking. You either kick it between the posts or you don't. Down the middle. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um, also yeah. saw some things. People are coming up with these bold predictions on who's going to. Um, when the divisions, who's going to make the playoffs? When do we want to make our bold predictions? We can't make it uh, until next week. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. We next Friday, week. we're going yeah. to do it next yeah. Friday. Yeah. That's Let's what I'm Friday. thinking. Next yeah. Friday, we need to we need to pick uh, division winners, wild cards, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cowboys record. Cowboys record. If you'd like to go so far as MVPs and. Rookie of the year, that kind of stuff. I'll be ready for that. I like that. Okay. All right. We're going to do that next week. uh, Next week, we need to pick, uh, you know, we have five days or four days. We have four days. We need to pick it next Thursday. Okay. Next uh, Thursday. uh, I wouldn't want to do everything. Chris Beam, our producer supreme, has now chimed in. (laughs) Next Thursday? Yeah, because next Thursday, there's a game. So that will affect. Oh, yeah. That's right. There is a game on Thursday night. Yeah. 
So we don't need to lead up. We got so to do the Rams, every, every category. If the Rams lose, we're not picking them. So that's, the that's the game plan then for next week. We will make our bold predictions for the season on Thursday. And then it's our official pregame show for Cowboys Buccaneers on Friday. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And of course, we got the lead up to on Cowboys Tuesday and Wednesday Buccaneers. at noon. Yeah. Once again. Say what now? <laughs> oh, once again. How many times do you think the Cowboys have opened consecutive seasons with the same team that wasn't in their division? <sighs> do I That'll be sign, time for some research. <laughs> hey, who cares? That's, it's like that's, a, it used to be the Giants every year. Every, I know. Yeah. I know. Everyone's going to watch this one. Or, or it was the uh, Red Commanders. Red Manders. Red Commanders. Put the Commanders in the – Redskins together, right? I guess I'm going to have to have my media guide at the ready yes. all the time if you're going to throw this stuff out. All right. Uh, big concern for the Cowboys going into next week. Running game. Yes, because the running game is dependent on your offensive line, That's right? right. And you've got several young guys that are going to start that haven't been full-time starters. You know, and even though Terrence Steele has started games, I think it's double digits now, this is the first time he's starting because it's his job mm-hmm. before it was filling in for someone else. Uh, he was swing last last year, right? Did he swing? He did, he did start some at left tackle. Yeah. The cat, I, well, and, I yeah. say and then Collins games. was – Collins was suspended, suspended and so right. he was basically the starter at and right the year tackle. before and he, Collins was gone for the season. He never he played. Was always on the mm-hmm. And they needed somebody at right tackle and he ended up playing a bunch of games. Uh as a undrafted rookie. This is his first time to start because he's the starter. He he held down the competition if there was any. Um you got Tyler Biotish. This is only his second year to be the starting center, his job. He started like four games as a rookie and then got hurt. And then Tyler Smith, you're talking a raw rookie, right? So that's three guys. Uh, And then, oh, by the way, now McGovern's going to start at left guard. Well, the only reason he started last year is because they said Connor Williams holding too much. <laughs> so now, if it's his they didn't job, just say it. He right? was. Yeah. Hey, Bill, I got your your answer. So that's four. That's four. Four of the five that you know are kind of new, fresh starters that have earned the job. So let me ask you this then. Bill's trying to find it, but well, if Chris, Chris has, I've got Chris it. Chris already found it. Not Bill. Sixty-three, sixty-four. Sixty-three, sixty-four. St. Louis, St. Louis. But that they might, were in the same division. They were in the same division. Come on, though. youngster. <laughs> <laughs> they were in the MC East. That was yes. The, it was the Capital Division, I believe. Oh damn! They were in the same division. He didn't know. Okay, well, I didn't so know it's that. never wow, happened. He never happened. Wait, then. He's young. Did you know that the uh, Arizona Cardinals slash Phoenix Cardinals were also in the yes. same division? Yes, I do know <laughs> that. I know. It's like you okay. don't know that. I mean, so come on, we got to make sure. I'm surprised. I am surprised on that one, Chris. I'm I was sorry. thinking it was going to be Pittsburgh or somebody like that. Well, the, the Pittsburgh—they've have started with Pittsburgh a number of times, but yes. never back. No, actually, yeah, season. back-to-back seasons, sixty-sixty-one. Okay, Pittsburgh, there you go. Pittsburgh. There you go. That's what I thought because that was their first victory, right? Sixty-one, season opener. Yep, no, sixty-one. That's Pittsburgh. Was yeah, horrible. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. And you know why? You know why I thought of Pittsburgh? And this is weird. So. The 31st was the 25th anniversary of um, – I'm going to forget her name. Dang it. Was that a good game when you went to it, Mick? Yes. <laughs> 1961. 1997. Um, he took his little brother. <laughs> uh, help me. The, 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 the princess from England. Diana. Diana. Yeah. Oh, my God. She, she died. You. Yeah. That that night, and I remember being in a hotel room, and I couldn't remember where I was, and I was thinking I fell asleep with the TV on, and I woke up at three or four in the morning, and they were pronouncing her yeah. dead, and I go and was it must have been a preseason game. It was August thirty first. No, mm-hmm. they opened the season against Pittsburgh, 
in 97 on August 31st. Wow. By the way, Little they still history there. They still haven't uh, opened the season against a non-division opponent in back-to-back seasons. Pittsburgh was in the Cowboys division in 1960 and 61. They were wow. in the NFC in NFL East. Wow. Were they really? Yes. Yeah. Of course they were. That's right cuz then they, they were moved. in the NFL and they were in the East. They weren't in the West. They're That's Pittsburgh. Crazy. But it was a big division. It, it was, was the a entire conference. Seven right? seven team division. There were two seven. In 1961, the Giants, Eagles, Browns, Cardinals, Steelers, Cowboys, and Washington. Yeah, well, there's only two divisions. Or in the East. East and and in the West were the Packers, Lions, Bears, Colts. Baltimore was in the West. <laughs> 49ers, Rams, and Vikings. What they do? So Dallas was in the— They the, flip the, a coin. Uh, so the Cowboys—here's the power of Tex Schramm. The Cowboys were in the NFL East, and Baltimore was in the NFL West. <laughs> Go figure. Oh, because, so we can get that because, East Coast coverage. That's, that's right. right. We needed to be in the knew what he was talking that's about. Exactly right. Yeah. There, there were not enough newspapers on the West Coast. How's that for a history lesson for you on mixed shots? You won't get that anywhere you else. Sure won't. No. You don't want, you know, no there, one else. There are no old forget. farts. No old farts on any other podcast but ours. <laughs> no one else will forget Diana's name, right? Yeah. So okay, back to the thing. Yes. With that offensive line, yes. To me, it's just as important. You got to win first down. All the games that we lost, we we lost first down on both sides of the ball. That's true, right? Yeah. As far as far as the running game is concerned, when they had trouble running, they the couldn't run the ball. And couldn't. so, to me, and Jerry talked about it this morning, about how you have to adjust your game plan. Knowing that you've got a rookie left tackle, you got other young guys, can't be throwing a lot of seven step drops. Tight ends, running backs, got to help out. That reminds me, I saw an interview with Mac Brown, North Carolina head coach, last weekend after their game, and he was talking about the importance and importance yeah. of success on first down. And his analytics people told him, whatever the numbers are in college, if you are faced with a second and five or less, there's a 60% chance you'll get the first down. And anything second and longer than five, there's like a 35% chance. I don't remember what the numbers were. You know, they, they talk it about it. It makes total sense. I don't know why analytics. you need analytics people to figure say, that analytics out. Analytics is nothing new. <laughs> They've right. been doing they it just for got a, a name. decade. Yeah, they just made a name for it. It's like Parcells logic and analytics. Uh-huh. Tom Landry figured it out. Everybody knows field positions, how you win the ball game. You just know, go back and look at the, I mean, two, the 2016 Cowboys and how well they always did on first down. Okay, and, and what was the reason that the Cowboys had so much success on first down. They, ran the they had Zeke a balanced Elliott. offense, a great well, offensive, offensive line. line. That was the beginning that's right. of the best Remember that season? Line. It was like 15 out of 16 games. They started the game. I'm exaggerating, but it felt like 15 out of 16 games. They started the game with an 80-yard touchdown drive. Even Romo's best year, I would mm. think. Uh, you, then you had uh, Murray, um, Murray. DeMarco. DeMarco, DeMarco Murray. 2014. Come on, yeah, Demarco Murray. That was—I uh-huh. mean, he was. How many yards did he run on the on the Seattle Seahawks that game? You remember it was in Seattle. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so think about that and offensive that was line. They, they were supposed to have a decent defense. And you had and Travis. That offensive line went right through. Them. In 2014, you had Travis Frederick in his second year in the league. You had Zach Martin in his rookie year in the league, and you had Tyron Smith in what his fourth year in the league. And so that, that was, was a impressive. young offensive that line. And, and then they if had... you've got good players on your offensive line, if Tyler Smith is a good player, then he can step right in like Tyron Smith did in his rookie year and play. And then so. they had the audacity to add Zach Martin in the next year. To that <laughs> well, that's what I'm in 2014. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I, I included mm-hmm. Martin in there. Mm-hmm. So you had three Pro Bowl type players on your offensive line. And you had. Colombo, I think, was still the right tackle mm. at that time. One, so of the, it, one of the best games I saw, uh, 2016, I think it was 16, went to Pittsburgh, and and Zeke ran all over. That, well, that would have been Doug Free. 
Oh, Doug Free before. Yeah. Oh, Doug Free. That's right. <laughs> After Columbo. After Columbo. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Doug Free was just, you know, your old salty right tackle. Yeah, he was mm. salty. By the way, <laughs> speaking of Doug Free, Jason Peters is 40 years old. I just looked up Doug Free. He's 38. <laughs> Get him back. Sound him back. Doug's sitting at home now. Ah, you miss me now, don't you? <laughs> Doug Free somewhere in, in, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin yeah. with that four-wheeler that Zach bought them all after uh, his rookie wow. year. Wow. Yeah. He's out there hunting. Ten-year career, Doug Free, 07 to 16. That shows you right there. So that was six years ago. He retired at age 32. That shows you. Okay, and here's Jason Peters still playing, still playing. at 40. What's playing well. And Whitworth was still playing at 40. And if I remember, Doug Free was like a fifth-round draft choice maybe? He was a fourth, fourth? I think. I think he was a, uh, he was he, a fourth, fourth, fourth. And they yeah, had drafted another guy in the third, and he never panned out that year or for his career. Uh, and, and Free ended up being the better of the two. Started with a W, maybe. I don't and see, even when we had Zeke, we rarely, we really rarely passed. Well, on on first down, we didn't have to. You still have Zeke, and I guarantee but you, you. But you got to get the line for Zeke. Gonna, yes, and that's absolutely. what that's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about Zeke. Right. I mean, I'm worried about him because you know James the Martin. more they shoot James at him. James Martin. Yeah. Go ahead. Who was that? Keep talking. I'm sorry. Guy. I shouldn't have interrupted you. It just, <laughs> I, 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 just I just The more enough. they shoot at him, the, then the more uh, possibilities of him getting injured. Right. And that's what I'm afraid for. So I need them to keep them off of him because, let's face it, man, sometimes when he got the ball, they were already beaten. I mean, he's trying to go. He's trying. He, they're handing him the ball, and there were times when there, there were miracles right? that he turned a zero gain into two. And you're blaming him for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. people did. Yeah, they don't that's watch what I mean. Game. You're blaming him for that. This is yeah. like an Italian family dinner. We had two conversations. <laughs> <going> <laughs> <on it. laughs> uh, the Martin. other tackle, James Martin, spelled M-A-R-T-E-N, was the Cowboys' third-round pick, 67th overall, the same year they drafted Doug Free in the fourth round. It is an inexact science, this uh, NFL drafting process. Yeah, especially when you see So James Martin's still available, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Age 38. Okay. <laughs> you still have some eligibility, too. Uh-huh. If, if, yeah, but a 40-year-old with, like, nine Pro Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> James Martin, it's who couldn't make the Cowboys. Just the guy that played, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many years he played? I mean, the gap could be That was the very weird serious. thing I remember. It, it was E-N, not I-N. Mm-hmm. Martin. Um but, you know, the thing, too, is just sometimes it's just luck that you don't have the injuries that and That's that true. can prolong your career. Especially when those guys get them towards the end and it's Achilles. You know, I think younger guys can recover a lot faster. Uh, and it and depends on what position you're playing, right? Because if you got a backpedal, yeah. and I'm sorry, but if you're an offensive lineman, there's some backpedaling that goes yeah. on there, right? Setting yeah. up the pass block. Uh-huh. I'd be so afraid if I had to kill it because, I mean, that's mm-hmm. – it, 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 mine hurts to this day just from wear and tear. Right. You know, but just think if I came off an injury, I would, ha- I would have no confidence in it whatsoever. You know, when I, when I was doing my rehab and I understood the sideways stuff, but then he had me doing backwards. And I'm saying, why does he have me doing backwards? Because you might be filling in for, for Tyron Smith, Smith one day. Right, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That should give you much more. You should have come to see me the next day and have and a you lot of appreciation me. for me. Yeah, you know, after doing your little backpedal thing. Yeah, I was yeah. backpedaling. Okay. Would y'all like to go another me. hour here? I think oh, we could do it. it. It's past oh, three o'clock. Oh. Okay, and so Grambling wins over Arkansas Pine Bluff. Arkansas State. Thank Ar- you, Arkansas State. State. Thank you, Christopher. Arkansas State. Arkansas yes. State. They're we in Jonesboro. They're, they're in Jonesboro. They're in Jonesboro. Yes. Okay. They're getting paid to go there. <laughs> like Always. <laughs> yep. If it's enough, if it's outside your conference, yeah. You yeah. Get okay. Money. Okay. Outside your conference. And All Oklahoma. Right. Uh, UTEP. Tonight. Tomorrow afternoon, two thirty. Okay. We got we got college football tonight too. We got uh, TCU plays at Colorado at nine o'clock tonight. I found out last night and Sunday night too. LSU, Florida State mm. in New Orleans. Oh. You think okay. that place is going to be hopping? In Florida? No. In, in New, Orleans. New Orleans. In New Orleans. Wow. Yeah. Boy, they're going to bring that. The best tailgate I've ever gone to was a Florida A&M tailgate. 
I've never seen so much food in my life. And I've been to LSU tailgates. So you could imagine, you bring both of those together to the dome. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's going to smell good. You don't, even, you don't even want to go inside. Another good game tomorrow the afternoon. Best be but there's outside. terrible to- tailgating at the dome because they don't have enough, like, Open parking uh, lots uh, you because know, they want you underneath. inside. Yeah. They want you inside to eat the food, and, or you park, some, you know, a mile away in, <laughs> yeah. the, in the city, and then just walk. Two thirty tomorrow afternoon, Arkansas and Cincinnati is a good game. Oh, very nice. And then six thirty. No, no, I want that. Six thirty, you got Notre Dame and Ohio State. Yeah, I want the Oregon. Well, well, and Oregon. Yeah, I want the Oregon Georgia. Oregon right? Georgia. That's yeah. Saturday night too. I want to see. That. See, I think teams should do that because just take last night. Missouri's got to open against Louisiana Tech. Okay, what do you got to gain, right? right. But you got a lot to lose. Right. Mm-hmm. And these teams come in all fired up and, you know, they're sometimes you buzzing never all know. over sometimes the place. Sometimes you never know. You know and we're yeah, sitting but there. sometimes. When you get a player injured yeah, in one of those and games. We're sitting there. Yeah, but sometimes, yeah. You, sometimes, like the first game ever played at AT&T Stadium. Right which was then called Cowboy Stadium, 2009. And you got the Heisman Trophy winner who gets hit, blindside, knocked out, hurt his shoulder, Sam Bradford. Mm. BYU. It happens. Yeah. It happens. But at least it's a good, you didn't get beat by Middle Tennessee State. At that anything. time, BYU was kind of like Middle <laughs> no, Tennessee No, they were not. No, they never they've never been, been like that. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I, okay. Okay. All right. It depends. It depends. All right. And, and Those layups are never layups. You know why they've never they've never been Middle Tennessee State? Why? Because their players are 26 years old. That's true. They're you men. Know? That's right. They're definitely men. That's right. Okay. That does it. That does it. We stretched it as long. Chris is ready for Labor Day weekend. He's, he's gone. Like, oh, that's right. <laughs> Jazz, Chris is gone. Jazz is he knows there. us very well. Uh-huh. He got out while it was good. All right. So have a great holiday weekend. Be safe. We will see you on Tuesday at noon. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!